Welcome to the pilot podcast of Inquire, aka the first episode, if you will. Today we'll be discussing community journalism and why newspapers are still leading the way. Stay with us. This is Inquire. Now, more than ever, it's appropriate to talk about the importance of community journalism or grassroots journalism. And when I say community journalism, I'm referring to newspapers and their reporters who are connected to their communities and acting as watchdogs. An example of that is a recent Kentucky Attorney General decision that ruled that the McLean County Planning Commission violated the state's open meetings law. And I am with McLean County News reporter Stephanie Salmons, who attended the June 20th meeting and wrote the initial story where a public board used secret ballots to vote. You know, this secret uh, ballot issue came up, and you were there. And so give a, some background of what the meeting involved, your reaction, and when you realized the commission was about to vote by secret ballot. So this was a public hearing required for a proposed zone change that would permit a coal mine to um, begin operations in McLean County. This was a pretty heated issue for a a small community, and dozens of people really came out and spoke both in favor and against the project. When they they began, the the chairwoman kind of explained how things would work, um, you know, time limits for speakers, stuff like that, and just kind of mentioned that they would be voting by secret ballot. Uh, That that immediately caught my attention. Um, I remember looking up from my notes, just kind of, what? Um, you know, this is a, this is a public board. I was pretty certain that you're not allowed to, to do that, but it had, it had been a while since I have had to call somebody on open meeting violations. When the word secret came up, it's like a, you know, like that tornado siren that you hear, you know, going off in in your head. At least I know I would in mine, you know, when you're at one of these public board meetings, the last thing you want to hear is the word secret. So, uh, take it from there, you know, and, and, and tell us what, you know, kind of what your next steps were. Well, there wasn't really a whole lot of time to, to think. They, the the audience comments kind of got started right away. So as I was kind of processing what she had just said, uh, I think I actually texted you at that point um, and, and asked, you know, are, are they allowed to do this? To clarify, I am the managing editor of the McLean County News along with a couple of other weekly papers. And so... When I got that text, I could tell that you were, uh, you, know, you know, in a panic mode there, and and wanted some guidance on what to do, and you know, and I can tell you, you maybe even wanted just to stand up at that point and just say, hey, you can't, you know, you can't do this, you can't vote by secret ballot. Uh, but my advice was, you just had to ha- let it happen because that's what we're there for. We're just there to observe, and if, you know, if something like that happens, you know, all we can do is ask questions after the fact, you know, to those who are there. Uh, who are leading that meeting, you know, the county officials or the people on the board, and then and then we pursue it from there, which is what we end up having to do. But um, so, so have you ever experienced a situation like that before? I lived in a small community in North Carolina right out of college and worked at a, a small community newspaper. And um, I really had dealt with boards and local authorities and commissions who inadvertently or not fell on the wrong side of open meeting laws. You know, a lot of times I, I just, I, I don't think that they knew, um, 
but I feel like I spent a lot of time on phones with the State Press Association in the two years I was down there. Yeah, you often hear, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse, and that's exactly what's going on here is, you know, whether they did it on purpose or they didn't know any better, um, that's never an excuse, and that's why we're there to hold them accountable to that. Now, did you, did you get a sense if the commission knew that voting by secret ballot violated the law, though? I I don't think they really thought that. I, I think it was a controversial issue. Um, small town, everyone knows everyone. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think it was an intentional flouting of state law. Uh, if I remember correctly, the county attorney, who is an elected official, and then the judge executive who was in the audience. So do you think they should have said something or, you know, did anything to... to to let the commission know that, hey, you, you can't do this? I feel that elected officials should be aware and know, uh, know the open meeting, open record laws, um, you know, uh, because they, they have to abide by them. And they, if they see somebody breaking that, you know, they, they need to step up and, and say, hey, maybe don't do that. Well, I know you, you did a good job of covering that meeting, and we certainly appreciate your time for being here today. And we're going to take a brief break and come back with Inquire. Now joining me is Austin Ramsey. He's the Mr. Inquire County Government Reporter who has written subsequent stories about the secret ballot meeting. First was after the McLean County News filed a complaint to the commission. Uh, Kentucky law requires the newspaper to first file a complaint to the alleged offending agency to get a response. Austin, and we want to point out the reason why you uh, ended up with this in your lab is because Stephanie went on vacation like the very next (laughs) week. So That's right, yeah. And and I think it's important to know, you know, we had some discussions about whether or not we would even mention that in the podcast. And uh, uh, I think it's important to note that a lot of times when reporters end up getting these kinds of stories that can be a lot of fun to report, can be a lot of a lot of hard work to report. Sometimes it really is just because those stories fell in your lap and that just happened to be the case in this situation. So, you know, we filed the complaint, the McLean County News filed the complaint to uh, the commission there. So what were the steps that you took to get the commission and the county attorney to explain their position? Something that I thought was really important was to draw a distinct line between the McLean County News and the Messenger Inquirer. I'm the county government reporter for the Messenger Inquirer, and um, while both of those newspapers happen to be owned by the same company, Paxton Media Group, I, th- I thought it was important to give both sides an equal vo- voice in this story like any re- reporter would for any story. And so I kind of, even though I, I know you guys and I work with you uh, on a daily basis, I kind of tried to act as though you were just sources uh, on this story. And from that point, I thought it was important to kind of backtrack and get my own recollection of what had happened. Of course, I wasn't there at the meeting, but I talked a lot with Stephanie. And, and once I had a good idea about exactly what had happened, I wanted to go and make sure I had a clear understanding of the law. So I read not only the McLean County Joint Planning Commission ordinance that essentially authorizes that committee to take action through county doctrine, but I also looked at the Kentucky Revised Statutes that allow the Joint Planning Commission to even exist. 
from there, I went and talked to sources and tried to pan out exactly what had happened here. You know, the, the interesting part about this is that, you know, the commission, uh, along, uh, you know, and, and with their county uh, attorney, Donna Dand, uh, never did admit that they violated the law, but then they did end up having uh, or to agree to have this second meeting, which, you know, which is sort of funny in and of itself. If you didn't violate the law, why, you know, why would it be necessary to even have this second meeting? And, and so can you talk about that part of it and, and what you were told why they were why they decided to do this? Yeah, so uh, you're right about that. I'm sure you'll remember in the grievances that you noted in your complaint, not only to the Joint Planning Commission, but also uh, when you forwarded that complaint on to the Attorney General, you listed, I think it was four or five grievances, and among them was just kind of admitting that the law had been violated. But in her response, Miss Nancy Wetzel, who's the chairperson of that board, said that she wanted to hold another meeting to avoid impropriety. Essentially, uh, I, I think what the, the planning commission was saying was, we realize that at the very least here, it looks like something may have been done wrong, and we want to kind of have a redo. So, you know, we get this attorney general decision back that ultimately said that since you didn't say you violated the law, the AG says now that they violated the law, and so... Um, I guess their next step would be if if they didn't agree or with the AG's decision then then what's the next step? So an attorney general's decision in the state of Kentucky holds the weight of law. So if the attorney general says that you broke the law, you broke the law, but there's a caveat to that. If you disagree with the attorney general's decision or, or opinion on a matter, then what you can do is appeal that and you do that through the court system. So if if the county itself, county government, or the specific entity, the, the Joint Planning Commission, disagreed with the Attorney General's decision, they would file a case appealing that decision in McLean Circuit Court. And you know, I, I keep going back to, you know, what if we weren't there? What if Stephanie wasn't there, you know, to, to catch this? And so, you know, this takes us back to our initial discussion about the importance of you know, community journalism and, and why we're there to keep, you know, public boards, you know, whether they're appointed like this one was or elected officials, keep them accountable. You know, and, and you have to think, you know, here's a county of less than 10,000 people at a rezoning meeting of all things, and we have a reporter there keeping these folks, you know, not up in Washington, D.C., you know, but a rezoning meeting in McLean County that has less than a 10,000 population. And so, to me, the importance of community journalism, you know, this is a, this is a great example uh, of what we do on a daily basis and what we're trying to do for the public to hold these folks accountable. Yeah, it can't be understated. I think that a lot of people sometimes maybe wonder why it is that, uh, that newspapers, especially small community newspapers, make such a diligent effort or exert such a diligent effort to try and... Um, to try and make it to all of those, <laughs> all of those, sometimes uh, seemingly obscure meetings, um, and and this is exactly why, uh, you know, a, a, a public agency that is making public policy, not only deserves to or should be, but needs to be and has to be, it it has to be kind of watched. Um, and now that's not to say that 
the people who make these public policies are bad people. It's not to say that the agencies themselves are inherently bad. But there is a tendency, I think, um, that public policy can be manipulated in ways that maybe not may, may not be in the public's best interest if there isn't a, a watchdog there to kind of keep them in in their bounds. And in this day and time, you know, we need community journalism more than ever. And, you know, this was just a perfect example of, of why that is. And, and I just think that, uh, you know, newspapers, you know, we're, you know, we're the oldest, but we're also the purest form of journalism, and I'm proud to be a part of it. And, you know, Austin, you know, we have a big job here to do here at this newspaper and all newspapers, and, and I hope, you know, our listeners and readers stay with us as we continue to explore these issues as we go uh, through this podcast. And Austin, I appreciate your time today and being on the show. Yeah, Don, thanks for having me on. All right, that wraps up today's show, and I would like to thank McLean County News reporter Stephanie Salmons and Mr. Inquirer reporter Austin Ramsey for joining me this week. To send us your questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscasts at messenger-inquirer.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes where you can subscribe for free to Inquirer. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkins saying good day for Inquirer.